Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. All of us like to make a positive impact on the world. So can you build a business based on positive social and environmental impact? And can you make a profit and support yourself doing that? Yes, that's called a B Corp. Funny you should ask. <laughs> and here to explain that are the founders of Empowered, Sungaj Young, who's the CEO, and John Salzinger, who is the founder of Empowered. Can you tell us what motivated you to start the company? And tell us a little bit about B Corps, too. So, hi, I'm John Salzinger. I'm a founder of Empowered. Thanks for having us on. Uh, we founded the company in 2012 with the idea that we wanted to create a sustainable solution for clean energy and also be able to pay our rent in New York City, have a staff. So you had to make a lot of money. Well, unfortunately, New York <laughs> is expensive, and we had to have a, a reasonably sized staff. Uh, we have a global business. We sell portable energy solar solutions to over 90 countries. We're in most retailers that you know by name, whether it's Walmart, Target, or REI. That scale enables us to reduce pricing and make our lights and mobile phone chargers more affordable for those in emerging markets like Sub-Saharan Africa or Southeast Asia, Central and South America, including the refugee crisis. Uh, we also all have our lights in the Bahamas now by the thousands. We had 100,000 lights and ongoing into Puerto Rico. So for emerging markets and emergency preparedness. And again, the way we are able to do this is by consumers simply purchasing our lights, creating healthy margins, and we reduce our margins for people that really need light. And to date, 3 million lives impacted, 500,000 U.S. tons of CO2 averted. So what do the people in, say, the sub-Saharan Africa do with the lights? What makes it an advantage for them? In Africa and Southeast Asia, many places in Latin America, there is no grid to be found. So people rely on dirty forms of energy, like kerosene and burning firewood in home without proper ventilation, which causes all sorts of pulmonary issues um, and all sorts of health threats. Getting back for a second, I think it is important to educate your audience on B Corps. I'd love for Sangha to speak to that because that's sort of the umbrella in which social impact is now taking footing in the United States and even globally. B Corp is a certification by B Labs, and what it essentially means is that we as a company have been graded on a couple of different criteria, our impact on community, the environment, on people and planet. So it's a pretty rigorous certification process that we undergo every two years, and now there's an entire community of businesses out there from the very large, like Patagonia and Ben and & Jerry's and Unilever, to small companies like us um, in the startup space, and we're proud to be part of this community. And as an additional element of what we do, we're also a benefit corporation, which means that our shareholders and stakeholders can hold us responsible for not just our profit, but also our impact. That's amazing. A lot of companies now are kind of going to that model where the board of directors is no longer just charted with making profits, but there's also accountability for other important social issues as well. So the directors and the officers of the company have to take affirmative steps in order to work on certain social issues as well as make money. So it does make for a very challenging job if you happen to be one of those managers, right? But it's also very worthwhile. Absolutely. And what's pretty amazing is that the consumer is voting with his or her wallet. And consumers these days demand more in terms of not only, you know, how we're making products, what that supply chain looks like, but how transparent we are about everything from our governance to our mission and our model. So it's really incredible that business has changed to this degree, and hopefully we as the private sector are making some substantial changes that maybe our public servants aren't necessarily, you know, keeping at the forefront of what they're doing. So what is the advantage of being a B Corp? You could be an S Corp, you could be an LLC. There's a whole bunch of these things. What gives you an advantage when you file for B Corp? So we're still a corporation. We're a C Corp, actually. But in terms of marketing, we are a B Corp. In terms of responsibility, in terms of accountability, we're a B Corp. And you can go on B Labs and see our score and how we rate. And we're very high. So it's just accountability on that front. From the benefit side, benefit corporation side, there's some teeth to that. You are responsible for social impact. Uh, whereas, you know, as Sunga was mentioning, we pay taxes. We expect our government to take that on. But as we've seen in numerous occasions through many administrations, 
this is an opportunity for the private sector to fill a void uh, and use capitalism for its intended purpose, which is to solve problems. So your customers are just naturally going to align, I think, with your message. When I see the types of products that you've created and where they're used and how they're used, it just seems like such a natural fit for the B Corp designation to also work with your product line. Can you tell us a little bit about your product line? So I'll speak to our earlier product line, which was an inflatable solar light. Jason Allen Snyder, a good friend. Uh, I work very closely with him. He was a principal inventor of our first Lucy, about 40 iterations. Now we have 15 different Lucys. They're everything from candles to color lights to smart enabled app lights. Uh, they charge your phone. You literally inflate them, uh, but you also deflate them. So you can take an abundant source of power like the sun Capture it, put it in your pocket, and take it wherever you go, and you'll have light. It's obviously a safety mechanism and vehicle for people after Sandy hit New York. I know we used them as we were starting the company, and we were grateful to ourselves for being able to have that device. Inflatable solar light. So just to describe how the light works. So you have a solar panel, right, and then it charges a battery. Is that basically how it works? Absolutely. And the reason, again, that it's inflatable is it can flat pack. So whether you're a backpacker and you just need a lightweight piece of gear or you're a female entrepreneur in sub-Saharan Africa and you want to carry 100 of these on your back to resell in local communities, the design of the light allows you to do both. Our lights are also waterproof, uh, fully submergible up to a meter, uh, durable. They can withstand up to 200 pounds of pressure. So again, as a product, the same features that are very valuable in some of these emerging markets and disaster relief situations, those are the same attributes that someone who just wants to have an off-the-grid adventure can also enjoy. But the idea would be is that you would expose the light to sunlight during the day, and then the battery would charge enough so that it could light for hopefully three or four hours, right? I mean, what is the... More. <laughs> so how long does the light last after it's charged? This one right here, which is our Lucy base light, lasts for 50 hours, 5-0. After one day of charging? After 24 hours of charging. Wow. that's a... So if you charge for 12, you get... 25. And so if you're marching around like the North Pole or something like that, you can charge it up and then you have 50 hours of light, right? Yeah, so... and closer to the equator than the North Pole is better for solar, but still, <laughs> I, I get your point. Yes. Well, so if you look at the Lucy light, the main one, I guess this was probably your original one, is blown up. It's blown up. It's about the size of a coffee can, maybe. And when it's collapsed, it's about the size of a salad plate, I think. So they sent us some to play with at home, and of course, I love this kind of stuff. So <laughs> the first thing I did was blow it up, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I put it out to charge. What amazed me was there's three different levels of light in that, and it's bright, and it really works because I've messed around with solar stuff, like I had the solar yard lights, all this other stuff. Nothing really worked like this, so. Did you use the same base technology or did you do some new technology on this? The technology is all around solar and the design is really an important part. And then the functionality. So not only do we provide light, but also mobile charging capabilities in many of our lights. We've since really created a market for portable solar lights. So we've been able to expand the product and we've been patenting all of these products along the way. Also in front of us, we have the world's first solar light speaker and circadian rhythm and Bluetooth device. It's wow. called Lucy Explorer. It's launching as an exclusive right now in REI. And what's really great about this is I travel a lot. I like to you know, have everything sort of in the palm of my hand. This light is extremely lightweight, durable. I can throw it in my suitcase, my backpack. I can use it if I'm doing kickboxing in the park or if I'm traveling on a plane and I wake up somewhere and I don't know where I am, but I can still wake up to natural circadian rhythm light. We also have things like our uh, solar bike light. Again, these are first ever products and I'm proud to be a patent holder along with John Salzinger. Um, Congratulations. Think, thank you. Yes. It's really important for everyone actually to think about technology as a way of you know, bringing something like clean tech into the hands of the everyday consumer. And so we're really proud to be pushing the envelope of innovation, making sure that the functionality, the durability, and you know everything as a consumer you might want is in these products. And well, if I don't mind saying, I think the products are absolutely beautiful. I mean, they're mm -hmm. very 
well designed, almost like the Apple of lighting products, right? Very futuristic, very friendly to the eye. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank you. That design is with intent. Uh, when somebody gives you a promotional item, and maybe it has a brand right on the top of it after going to a Yankee game, since we're in New York, you might not take that light and use it every day. But if it's done properly, if it's designed properly, and maybe it's Citibank, and maybe they put it eloquently just on the side of the back, you will use it. So we try to adopt beautiful, innovative design because people will value that, whether you're here or in sub-Saharan Africa, and utilize it and use it and get to know it and educate themselves, and it becomes a part of who you are and your life. The one thing that really intrigues me, because I'm sure people have thought this, wouldn't it be great if we could charge our phones from the sun? That's really amazing because I don't know if anybody had that before. So that's a, especially in emerging markets, uh, in underserved communities in the last mile, where cell phone usage is very strong, but there is no grid. And so the question is, what do you do with your cell phone and how do you charge it? And generally, female entrepreneurs have to go into the middle of town and take a, you know, a few hours walk back and forth just to charge their phone or agricultural rural farmers to get prices of a specific grain have to go all the way into town. Well, now you don't. And you have your own personal energy source, which is light and, of course, charges your communication device. So it's, it, you're right. You hit on something. It's a great equalizer. In natural disaster situations, too, the three things that most people need immediately are clean water, light, and an energy source, especially if you're trying to communicate, right? So we're offering two out of the three, and then we have wonderful partners who offer clean water solutions. So now as a community of B Corps, we are combining our efforts to make sure that in situations where people have these needs that we're able to supply what they need during that first round uh, right after disaster. As an example, on Amazon today, you can buy a Catadyne water filter with a Lucy light, and you have mm. your go bag right Great there. Great combination. Very strategic marketing. How do you decide what product ideas to move forward? So you've got not just one product, but a whole product line now, and you're expanding. So you must have a lot of different ideas and possibilities. How do you decide what to pick next? Well, initially and probably still, we have a sort of product blue sky ethos where we look at what's out there, look at problems that aren't being solved or aren't being solved with appropriate form and functional design. Uh, and then we aggregate technologies. So in other words, with the first light that we talked about, which is the inflatable Lucy, that you can get on our website, empowered.com, M-P-O-W-E-R-D.com. That light actually takes into account form and function. Um, and so what was out there was sort of cumbersome, dirty forms, replaceable batteries, kerosene lanterns. And we figured, well, why don't we make it lightweight? Why don't we make it solar so it, it utilizes sunshine and we're losing less waste? Why don't we make it with a higher technology battery so it lasts for 10 years? So it helps with the economy of a purchaser in an emerging market, but also with waste. Everything we make is fully recyclable now, and anyone can ship it back to, the, to Empowered's offices, and we've recycled all of our lights that have ever been shipped back to date. So everything we do is sort of around exactly that point. It's around functional design. As another example, our newest product introduction, Lucy Core, was created out of a trip that John and I took to Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria where we saw that people were living in very different conditions. Some barely had roofs over their heads, and they needed a light that could be positioned in a number of different ways. So Lucy Core has a completely flexible silicon arm, so you can hang it, you can strap it, you can stand it, and you can really mold that light to fit any need that you might have. And again, in emerging markets, it can adapt to whatever your living environment might be. And then as an avid adventurer, you can hang it on your belt loop if you're trying to you know, work on something, build a campfire, whatever it may be. So we're really proud of this, and we've been able to introduce it to the market at an ultra-low price of 
$15. Wow. Let there be light. <laughs> well, and on that note, you're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt and our special guests this evening, Sungaj Young, who's the CEO, and John Salzinger, who is the founder of Empowered. We'll be right back after this message. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gerhardt Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearHeartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law. www.GearHeartLaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guests today, Sunga Jung and John Salzinger of Empowered.com. That's M, the word power, D.com. We've just talked about their product. Very interesting discussion. If you heard the first part, they've been very successful with a sustainable company that is very social centered. Have you ever found as CEO that you have to make a business decision that conflicts with sort of the core values of the company? Actually, no. If you keep the core values of the company at the heart of the company and make sure your decisions are aligned with what you're trying to accomplish, it actually helps you make the decisions that are valuable to the enterprise that you're trying to grow. Have you ever had to make a decision that was in conflict with the social mission of your company? No. And that is the great thing about consumers today. They really do care about everything from the supply chain to how you're marketing the product and the genuine impact that you're making. Many of us now have to showcase our metrics on our website, for instance, and talk about it at point of sale. So I think the consumer continues to vote with his or her pocketbook. What's important, though, is that you lead not only with your social mission, but that you're offering them product at the right value that they can enjoy. And we make it easy for them. All they have to do from us is purchase a product. And because of our scaled model, we're able to continue to work on our social mission. And what was the price point again, did you say? So our price points range anywhere from $15 to $75, depending on the light. And again, we started in the adventure space and the emerging market space. We're now in five different markets addressing different consumers. The additional markets include lifestyle. So we're in design museums. We're in department stores like Nordstrom pop-ups and even Neiman Marcus. We are also in the space of education. So based upon what we do, we think it's really important to teach the next generation as well as the current about clean technology. So we have a great STEM kit that teaches children how to build a Lucy Light from scratch, so to speak. We have a great partner in Barnes and Noble and also schools throughout the U.S. and internationally who use our STEM kit and the curriculum associated with it to teach about solar education. And our fifth and last market is consumer electronics with our smart-enabled products primarily sold at Best Buy. So what's going through my mind is you're selling these, you're always making new ones, you're giving a bunch away. How are you keeping those price points so low? The price points in the markets we're in, in New York City and developed world retail, they're not extremely low. They're not as high as fashion. But because we're in electronics, they're not very, very strong. So we have to sell a lot of products in order to be able to reduce margins to those that need them. But this sort of leads outside of our primary business model of scale to a program we call the Give Lucy program. And the Give Lucy program, it's not a one-for-one, but it enables corporations and consumers on our website or through our home business offices in Dumbo, Brooklyn, to engage in our social giving activity and give a light to someone who needs it. 
So you can go on our website, empowered.com, and you can give a light for only $10 to someone who needs it in the Bahamas based on Dorian's wreckage that just happened. Uh, or you can give a light to Save the Children for one of their many programs in you know, over 100 countries around the world that make sure that children have capacity-building education initiatives and have a light to go to and from school and to do homework at home. We're International Medical Corps is another incredible organization we work with where they've used our lights to incentivize women to go in for safe birthing. And so they'll go to the clinic, and then as a result, they'll get a light to take home. Safe travel home, and now their infant and then toddler doesn't have to breathe kerosene in. So our GIVE program is funded by some amazing corporations. Amazon Disaster Relief is one. Citizen Watch is another. Uh, we've worked with companies like Salesforce and Morgan Stanley, massive corporations, you know, Sun Life Financial. These corporations don't have to do what they do, but we offer the opportunity for community building and sort of a turnkey sort of a la Tom's model for another company to get involved. I remember reading through your brochure and seeing this little girl with a cell phone and one of your products, and it really touched me. I mean, it really does open up a lot of possibilities for education and communication around the world, especially in places where electricity is not readily available. We're really proud of one of our latest initiatives, again, in creating community. So the Church of Latter-day Saints, which is a huge giving organization, just funded thousands of lights to Afghanistan and Vietnam through Save the Children. So we are literally that vehicle for change. So how do you make these contacts? First of all, it's a great product because these companies and organizations aren't just going to sponsor anything, but how do you get to the decision makers? Through a lot of hard work, uh, but what is amazing too is that decision makers at retailers, at NGOs, at governments, they are people too. And sometimes within the constraints of their own jobs, they may not have the ability to give back to their local communities. So we offer them a way of giving back. So as an example, one of our uh, most longstanding partnerships has been with various energy companies. So these are the companies that provide you with electricity in your home. Often when there's a storm, the electricity goes out. And so those energy companies aren't seen in the most favorable light. Well, they have discovered that by partnering with someone like us, they're able to put a friendlier face on their brand to say, you know, they care about their customers. They're offering them a solar light that that customer can use in the case of a power outage. And at the same time, they donate a light through one of our NGO partners to one of our emerging market causes. And they let their customer know that as well. Prius Energy is uh, one of the current partners. They were just acquired by Vistra, fantastic company. They really help us with a lot of our scale and impact. Well, you are certainly doing things right. And unfortunately, we've come to the end of the interview, but you guys are going to stick around and help us with the pitches, right? Fantastic. You're listening to WOR 710 with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart and our special guests, Sangha Jung and John Salzinger. We'll be right back. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearhart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearhart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States state's patent and trademark office don't start your project without calling us first visit gearheartlaw.com together we can change the world visit g-e-a-r-h-a-r-t-l-a-w.com this ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson passage to profit continues with richard and elizabeth gearhart and our special guests sunga jiang and john salzinger and our extra special guest kenya gibson our media maven from iheart radio and now it's 
time for the pitch part of the show. But before we start, some vital info. And I just do want to backtrack a little bit. If you miss the interview with Sangha and John, what they're doing is amazing. And it's probably something you would have some interest in. The podcast will come out tomorrow, so you can hear it there. While you're there checking out the podcast, make sure you go to the Gerhardt Law website and check Elizabeth out and Richard out <laughs> and all the rest of our team. Our bios are there. And you'll learn lots of fantastic things about intellectual property, patents, trademarks, and copyrights. And that's where you go to vote, is the Gearheart Law website. You find the Passage to Profit page on the website, scroll down, and vote for your favorite pitch. And that's Gearheart Law, G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W. Everybody gets one vote, and the voting is open for four and a half days until Friday morning at 10 a.m. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And get your friends to vote, because everybody only gets one vote. And just remember the name of the show by imagining you're walking down a passage with a huge pot of gold at the end, Passage to Profit. And may your passage be short and your profit be huge. Now we're on to the pitch portion of the show. Each contestant gets two minutes to pitch, followed by a discussion with Richard, Elizabeth, John, Jiang, and Kenya. We have a returning guest with us, Sansan Fibri with the Dreamy app. So good to see you again, so Sansan. So great to be here again. Thank you for calling me back. You've got two minutes. Why don't you tell us about your project and go. Every morning, a three-minute window of opportunity opens to improve your mental wellness. I'm Sanson Fibri, founder and CEO of Dreamy, a mindfulness app that lets you seize that opportunity. Dreamy seamlessly awakes users, guiding them through mindful self-reflection at an optimal time when the psyche is most receptive using their dreams to uncover and address emotional challenges, all before getting out of bed. We're revolutionizing the $500 billion mental wellness market by capitalizing on the one area other mindfulness apps have not addressed, the three minutes upon waking when we can affect true mindset change at the deepest level in the subconscious. With a truly dreamy team of PhDs, clinicians, and previously exited entrepreneurs, we are uniquely positioned to capitalize on this opportunity and to help millions of users start their day emotionally cleansed and mentally balanced. It's so awesome. And you know what's interesting? I'm standing here and I just realized that you and I were on the, an episode together the last time. Right. Yeah. That's how we met. Yeah, that's how we yep. met. And now you're back. Yes, now I'm back. And how are things going? Uh, things are going great. We launched our test app and we tested it with a few hundred uh, users. We got amazing, amazing responses. I mean, people literally from one dream, from one entry, feel like they've gotten so much insight on what's going on and what needs attention in their life which is really what this is about. This is not about telling you who you are or what you need to do. It's about telling you what, what your deepest thoughts, your dreams, the deepest thought from your subconscious are alluding to that might need your attention in your waking life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to kind of bring your conscious attention to some of the things that are operating in the subconscious level, which is pretty much everything. <laughs> it must be an enormous AI engine behind the technology to make that work. Exactly. It's, it's a machine learning technology and it uses cognitive computational models following uh, context analysis and sentiment analysis and doing uh, what we call NLP, natural language processing, deep textual analysis, but also incorporating the user input because the one rule about dream interpretation or analysis is that there are no universal dream meanings. I don't know you. It's your brain that made up the dream that I can't tell you what dog means to you. I don't know if you grew up with a dog like I did and you see it as a family member. I don't know if you've been bitten by a dog and you see them as vicious. I need to find out from you. So we gamify it with a fun little quiz so that we can get the user's input on what are those association they have with the images that appeared in their dream. Awesome. And waking up in the morning, like, and just retraining that subconscious part of your brain. Correct. It's so key. I'm reading a book by, have you ever heard of Joseph Murphy? It's called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And he talks yes. a lot about that. Like, he's like yes. an old school guru when it Absolutely. comes to reprogramming the brain and just being very, you know, conscious of what's going on and what you're taking in and being in a meditative state when you first wake yep. up. So 
all good things when you've had a night full of dreams. 95% of our feelings, behaviors, thoughts emanate from the subconscious. And the imprint is in the subconscious. Whatever experience we had in our childhood, that's the imprint. And the subconscious doesn't want to change. That's why we have to work hard in all those mindfulness techniques, meditation. That's why we have to sit through a while to get through the noise, to get through the layers of consciousness. But what's great is we have that window of opportunity that does open to us every morning where we're not fully back in our conscious state, meaning a lot of things like self-judgment, fear, uh, humiliation, morality, uh, shame, they're not fully operating yet. You're not fully in your conscious mind. And that's actually a perfect time to practice a self-reflective, mindful practice and get much deeper, much quicker. It's like working a muscle. It's like working muscle. Exercise for the brain. Absolutely. And speaking of exercise, so you and I ran into each other in the Dunkin' Donuts lounge here at iHeart. That's right. And we started chit-chatting. And we are actually doing a Lifestyle and Wellness Expo with Dr. Oz on November 9th. I'm beyond excited. At the Sheridan. And I'm like, (laughs) Dr. Oz, that's so amazing. (laughs) So, yeah, so we have a ton of different wellness workshops and just activities that we're going to be doing on site. And you're going to come on and you're going to lead... A dream interpretation. A live dream interpretation with one or several of the people who are going to be in the room. Yeah. And um, kind of teach the basics of how to start doing it with yourself until you get the Dreamy app. It's simple. It's a great way to kind of check in with yourself. You know, we track our sleep. We track our, our fitness. We track our diet. But we're not tracking where we're at emotionally And we can actually just tune in and it takes less than two minutes every morning and just check in. Where am I at today? So, Kenya, can I ask you, can people, general public, go to this event with Dr. Oz and Sansan and you? Yeah, it's open to the public. It's a free event, so you don't have to pay anything. How do you sign up? So we'll have information up on all of our iHeartMedia websites here in New York City. So if you go to 92.1 Light FM, if you go to WOR, any of our radio station sites, and you go to the Lifestyle Wellness page, you will see Dr. Oz there, and then you will see all of the things that you can sign up for. So I definitely recommend signing up. The website goes live next week, so be on the lookout for that. And Dr. Oz will be up here next week talking about it. So. So what's the date again? November 9th. Mm -hmm. And you just invited Sansan today when you met her up here in the studio? I did. Yeah. Because I'm putting together all the content and I'm like, geez, this would be so cool. Like it's, we have all these different things we're going to have going on. So I have someone who's going to come lead a meditation. I'm going to be doing my exercise format there, which is called energizing active strength exercise. I have somebody, actually not somebody, Walter Kemp, who's actually going to be on your show coming to do an exercise dance hit routine. And it's just going to be a fun-filled day of mindfulness, um, focusing on the body, the brain, and everything that you need to be healthy overall. I love it. I'm so excited. So my grandmother, who passed probably like 10 years ago, she shows up every once in a while in my dreams. And she doesn't talk, typically. She doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. The last two times I've dreamt of her, she's talking in my dream. And she's like giving very specific information. And it's only been the last two times. And you recall the the, the words she speaks. You don't have to say them here, but do you? I do. do Or or do do you retain the sense of it? I do. So usually with recurring dreams, and it's very, yes, of course, it's very common to dream about a loved one that passed away. And in any case with recurring dreams, I say pay attention to when does it show up in your life. Mm. If you were to give me an adjective of what your grandma symbolizes to you, what would it be? I would say safety. Safety. Fantastic. Probably if you start paying attention, this dream shows up in times in your life, either when you feel safe or maybe when you need safety. And the fact that she's now talking is that's your inner safe space Mm. that is represented by your grandmother telling you, you got this. That is so fantastic. <laughs> thank you for that. And thank you for sharing, Kenya. You and Sansan are going to be appearing together. So November 9th at the Sheridan, it's in Midtown. And it's going to be from 1230 is the first kickoff. And then it goes up until four o'clock. So we have programs throughout the day. I believe you're going to be on somewhere between two and three o'clock. I have to confirm all that. But Great. everything will be up on our website if you go to the iHeart radio.com websites here all of our station sites you will be able to find that information just look for the health and wellness lifestyle expo with dr oz you'll see his big beautiful picture and all the information will be there so fantastic so make sure (laughs) listeners you join us and you're listening to passage to profit with richard and elizabeth gerhardt 
We'll be right back after this message. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley's Inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, eVine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Our second pitch is now here, and it's Dawn Pascal with Ohm Sweet Ohm. And she was here a year ago, and since then she's made enormous strides in her business. I'm so excited to hear about it. So can you give us your pitch quickly again, and then we'll talk about what you've done since? Yes, absolutely. So thank you again for having me back. I'm really excited to share a lot of the updates. As you said, I'm Dawn Pascal. I'm the owner of Ohm Sweet Home Specialty Bakery in Cliffside. Park, New Jersey, in addition to being a 100% vegan and gluten-free dedicated kitchen and retail cafe, we also produce our own non-dairy butter. So that's the product that I talked about last year when I was first on your show. Since then, we also have now started to sell to Whole Foods, not the butter, but the baked goods, which is definitely a step in the right direction and a foot in the door. So I was super, super excited about that. But also, we have made great strides with the butter. So not only do we produce retail cases, which we sell, obviously, to uh, you know to retailers who sell the retail packs, we also pour about 750 pounds food service bulk a month. So we've also partnered with a lot of small local businesses who are, again, vegan and or gluten-free, who want to have a better quality non-dairy butter to use instead of the not so great alternatives that are on the market today still. So we've also partnered with them and we provide food service bowl to them for them to really elevate the products that they produce as well. So all of that has happened over the past year at the point now where we are is we've actually started a crowdfunding campaign. So I'm super, super excited about that and and really hopeful that this will elevate us and push us to the next level of our business. So the crowdfunding campaign platform that I'm on is iFundWomen, and the link is iFundWomen.com slash projects slash OM, O-M hyphen suite dash home, H-O-M-E. So yeah, I'm super excited about that. That is exciting. I have to say, unfortunately, you didn't bring any samples this time. Last time you did. <laughs> yeah. And it was so good. And the butter <laughs> tastes like butter. You brought the baked goods too, which I can see why Whole Foods wants them. They're really good. Thank you. Thank um, you. How did you get into Whole Foods? I approached them. I, I approached them regularly, right? I'll be totally honest, um, to just sort of keep a good working dynamic going to see if maybe the butter is something that they want to take on. They've sampled it several times. They love the product. And obviously, it's it's a matter of when they're ready to take it, but also when I'm ready and able to produce it for them in the volume that they would need. You know, the worst case scenario would be is that they accept it and then I'm not able to produce, right? You never want to be in, in that position at all. So I approached them about the butter again and, and again kept the dialogue open. And they said, oh, by the way, we have a new store opening in Weehawken, which is literally like six minutes down the road from my bake shop. And they said, you know, do you think you want to be one of our local suppliers? And my answer was, yeah, of course I want to be one of your local suppliers. And that's really how the ball started to roll. So I launched with them in their new Weehawken store, uh, which is a daily delivery every single day. And, you know, now I'm part of their local supplier program, which I just attended their summit last week, which was really very eye-opening and invigorating and exciting to be in a room filled with other small businesses like myself who are really trying to sort of change the landscape of the products that are out there that are now available, you know, to customers. Not saying anything to any traditionally baked goods. Everything is wonderful. 
right? To a certain extent that everybody makes. But it's also nice to be around a creative and supportive community who's trying to do things alternatively like we are. I don't think everything's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) What are you hoping to do with the funds you raise on your crowdfunding site? The main, main goal is to get myself into a co-packer. So we've started conversations with a co-packer. And obviously that's going to take the scale up, the ingredients purchase, the first volume run, obviously going out and getting hopefully a you know, salesperson to, to help us with upcoming purchase orders, right? To sort of justify the volume that we'll need to run. So that's really what I'm looking for the funds to help us with that. You know, what seems to be a small, simple step, but it, it's like a gigantic leap. <laughs> Yeah. So a question I had for you was, as you scale up, you're in a situation where you require refrigeration, I assume, through distribution, uh, especially as you move further and further away from local. Right. How do you take that on? Do you look for investment? Because obviously your cost of goods goes up, all that sort of changes. Right, right, exactly. So I have a couple of different scenarios mapped out. Don't know which one is going to work out, right, best for us, but we've also reached out to small distributors to see if I'm a customer that they can take on where they can help us grow the business, where they might have refrigerated warehouses along their route, let's say for argument's sake on, you know, in the Northeast region where they could sort of store our product and uh, and make it a little bit easier for some sort of, you know, logistical delivery. You know, so right now, unfortunately, There is no company that exists that will take on a small to medium-sized business like myself with some sort of logistics or delivery, in layman's terms. Not even talking about a distributor who's trying to get you into a large store. I'm talking about somebody to pick up wholesale baked goods and deliver it to the three dozen plus customers that we provide to every single day, i.e. that's turned into Dawn's probably going to buy a truck <laughs> and hire, and that's hire what they're a delivery do with the person. Crowd funds, right? Right, right. You know, you're so, going to turn into a distribution company. Watch. Yeah, you know, I, you know, and it's not, and it's, it's not crazy. It's not a crazy thought, right? And and I've put it out there into the universe to see if it's something that really is going to happen. And I've talked to a lot of other small local businesses like myself who have that same need, right? So what I've tried to do is set my, even just my own kitchen itself, set it up as a hub for people to be able to drop product off for other products, for other customers of mine to be able to pick it up. Because a lot of us are all sort of, I don't want to say co-sharing with each other, right? But we're all cross-populating, you know, so we're cross-pollinating, whatever the right sort of terminology is to describe it. So I have a lot of customers who buy product from me, but they also buy product from other companies that I buy product from and so on and so on. So my little shop has almost become almost like a co-op in a sense. And I don't mind it, you know, because it also allows me to be able to have that dialogue and opportunity to talk to these other local businesses to see how we can help each other, because that's really what it's all about in the end. So does the butter have a pretty good shelf life? The butter has a fabulous shelf life. So uh, it is three months refrigerated or six months frozen. We personally in the bakery keep it out at room temperature, which then becomes sort of like that table butter, quote unquote, scenario or setup. But that works best for us. But we also keep the bakery at a nice, chilly 67 degrees. Because <laughs> everybody's <laughs> in, working hard. <laughs> even in the winter, which is absolutely fabulous for me. But yeah, so it works out well and it allows it to melt properly, cream, you know, emulsify, blend, you know, et cetera, et cetera, whatever we need to use it for. So we're taping this in about middle of September, late September. And you've had your iFund women going for about a week. So, so far it has been live since September 17th and it will be live through October. So how does that work? Are you just looking for donations? Are you giving anything back? How is that working? So I've set up the campaign to have a couple of rewards for folks who decide that they want to help out the cause and pledge to us. So we have something as small as a shout out on social media to all the way to a pound of butter delivered to them monthly for a year. 
Butter and that of the would, month club. And that, right, exactly. <laughs> As we call it, the mother load of butter. <laughs> literally what it is. This is the opportunity for me to finally do something that I've always wanted to do in my life. And I'm really happy that I am able to even sit here and be in a room with other fellow entrepreneurs who are following their dream. And it's really, it's super exciting. So that's really how the butter got created. I said, I'm going to make it. And there you go. Where can people donate? To your cause? So again, the campaign is ifundwomen.com slash projects slash om, O-M dash suite, S-W-E-E-T dash home, H-O-M-E. And they can go to your website too? Or they can go to my website. Uh, they can go to my Instagram account and all of my, the links and, and everything is active. They can stop by your active. store. They can stop it by my store. Absolutely. I would love to see them. And if you've missed any of this show, the podcast will be out tomorrow. You're listening to WOR 710, Passage to Profit. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years. Years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And now to our third and final pitch with German Marin with Marin NYC. German, you have two minutes. Go. My name is German Marin. And what I do in life, I help people find love through my photos. There is actually around 8.5 million people living in New York City and half of the population are single. And so that's what I do. I am like the uh, Cupid for single people in New York City, not just in New York City, but I actually travel uh, all over the country to take photos. I work with different companies in LA and uh, Atlanta and matchmaking companies and those are the companies that are constantly sending me clients and that's what i do in life i i love my job and i love what i do that's my pitch it's very short and straight to the point so what makes your matchmaking service special well I, i'm not a matchmaking service i'm a photographer and what I do is I meet up with my client for an hour and I got them to relax. And I like like you guys, you guys are great at that. I was here last time and I like everything is just like so at ease. And that's what I do for my clients, too. I uh, make them feel at ease. And if you go back to my website, every review says the same thing about my business. Is a photo for a dating site different from just a normal portrait? It is. It is because a portrait is just like looking straight at the camera or it depends on what kind of portrait that you want to capture. For a dating site, you want to make sure that the people look natural and they don't look so posy. I want to make sure that I capture that for my clients when it comes to that. So do you airbrush them very much? Not a lot. No, not a lot. No, just, everything has to look as wow, natural. Wow, I really look great as, in this yes, photo. Yeah. I like 10 times better than that. Yeah, that, that's, that's one of the That's the, how you get the success, right? Yeah, that's one of the things that I, I, I have to make sure that they don't look like posy or they don't look like extra edited. And I do get some clients that they're like, can you please do this and like extra Photoshop. But I always have to please the client. So of course, I'm, I'm not going to say no, but I usually recommend the clients like don't extra Photoshop your face. Can you and make not- my nose a little bit smaller, please? <laughs> well, I'd be pretty mad if I was on one of those sites they, and I'm like, I'm going to date this person. And they had you a big don't nose. look like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't look like that in your picture. Wait. Well, also like my female clients, their major complaint is that guys don't look as their pictures. It's the men that are faking it. The men are faking it a lot and they get so upset and like look, all the ladies are raising their hands right here. Um, <laughs> they, they they get so upset so they come to me they're like, oh my God, I'm just tired of like dating 
people that are only posting like bathroom selfies or uh, car selfies. So, so they friend. don't like the pictures yeah. of the guys in front of the cars. Yeah. So my male clients, I take them to the park or like I, I actually jump into a call with them and it's like I ask them like, what do you do for a living? Uh, what are some fun things that you want to capture in the photos? And I ask them about themselves, like, what is it that I wanted to capture? Like, so they can show that in photos. When we jump on the phone call, I tell them, pretend that you're going to go on a date. So usually my clients pick like a, a more casual look and a more addressy look. So yeah. one last question. Do you have anybody that does hair and makeup for them before they come if they want that? I do, yeah. My female clients usually they they have like their own hair uh, salon or like stylist and everything. But when they don't, I introduce them to hair stylists and makeup artists, and they do, yeah. Usually, the female clients they go through a bigger process because they like to take care of themselves, their hair, their nails, their makeup. Guys, they just show up to the photo shoot like looking fabulous, and and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's Come your, your hair, yeah. please. <laughs> so what's your website again? My website is uh, marinnyc.com. That is m-a-r-i-n-n-y-c.com. Thank you for having me. So much of our pleasure. And you're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. We'll be right back after this message. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Hey, what's going on? It is the Mohawk and Real Talk and Living Fully Business Bully, Dave Anderson. And I love Passage to Profit. It's an amazing opportunity for entrepreneurs to put their businesses out there and get real sound advice from two of the best people in the business to help you protect your ideas and furnish your dreams in a way that it's going to be spectacular. Passage to Profit is it. I love it. Go get it. Listen to it. Woo! Now more with Richard and Elizabeth, Passage to Profit. And one thing that we try to do, and it usually works out, is to get things that are completely different from each other. Now for something completely different. <laughs> and I think we did it this time. Uh, remember everyone to go to the Passage to Profit page at GearHeartLaw.com, G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W, and vote for your favorite project. So to summarize, our first pitch was San San Fibri with the Dreamy app. D-R-E-A-M-E-A-P-P dot com. Our second pitch was with Don Pascal with Om Sweet Om Vegan Food, O-M-S-W-E-E-T-H-O-M-E dot com. Our third pitch was German Marin with Marin NYC, M-A-R-I-N-N-Y-C dot com, photographer for online dating sites. And don't forget to visit the website for our guests, Sunga Jung and John Salzinger, and it is M-P-O-W-E-R-D dot com. Empowered, as in empowered. Now, Google Passage to Profit and make your choice. Remember, you can only vote once, and you have until next Friday at 10 a.m. to vote. The best overall vote getter for the show will receive a professionally produced video of their pitch, a $500 value. And do our guests have any final words of wisdom for our listeners? So this is John. Uh, I would say that as a member of a B Corp and a private enterprise that is trying to create social good, I would say that it's very important for all of your listeners to understand the power that they have to create change. And so obviously vote but also vote with your dollars and support companies that are trying to do good and solve problems. And I'd like to say how much fun it was today. Business can be very serious, but it can also be fun and joyful. And it was a real pleasure to spend the afternoon with you with entrepreneurs who are clearly enjoying what they do. And John and I love what we do. And it's great when every day you wake up and you love what you do. And I think you added a lot to the show. So thank you. And, and your products are very cool. So we'd like to thank our media maven, Kenya Gibson, who was actually on the show today. 
Our wonderful producer, Noah Fleischman, our amazing engineer, Rob Barretts, and the whole iHeart team. And don't forget to join us next week for another excellent speaker and another round of pitches. And listeners, you can start thinking about what your pitch will be. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart from Gearhart Law on iHeartRadio with Passage to Profit, WOR710, the voice of New York. 